just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. going on everybody and welcome back to the a show with the kings a pro wrestling podcast i am justin here with meals we are on episode 120 of the wow. show 120 weeks Isn't think about crazy? how different yeah like, like four think, years <laughs> <laughs> think, think about how forever. different think about how different you look now compared to when this started um, I may have gained probably like 10 pounds, but other than that, um, you know what? I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't even remember how I look. I just variously, I don't know. I, I, I don't age in podcast years. I'm just like keep <laughs> going and going and going on this like loop of doing this for like forever. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, happy to be here for 120 weeks, 120 episodes of the A yes. show. Um, yes. hope everyone is doing just as well as I am, even if you live in like a state like Iowa or something where, you know, uh, corruption is running wild. <laughs> corruption I mania. <laughs> man, I, I knew it was, listen, man, this is WWE. You want to talk about booking <laughs> the way the oh, Democrats are. Everything is wrestling as we, as we've said before, but yes, go ahead. You know, you want to talk about bad storylines. The Democrats got, got them beat. Right, <laughs> this is a terrible this is story. Bad booking, pal. It's bad booking. They ruined the territory. <laughs> but, you know, I I spoke with my political man on the street, Eric Abris. Uh, okay, and of I, course. I, yes, I asked him. A very panic. radicalized one. I mean, so radicalized that his his thoughts have been shielded away from social, um, all social platforms. Um, <laughs> what we'll say about that. It's just so radical. Yeah, I mean, he's so radical that Twitter, he was just like, you know what? We're just going to take you away for no reason. Like, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> just took him away for no reason. Um, so, yeah, he, he told me, you know what, you know, the, the Iowa thing, you know, it, it, this is basically a way to show how incompetent the Dem, the Dems are going to be this year. And he was like, you know, if, if you know, it's just, it's, it's just such a good precedent for uh, whoever you wanted to vote to have won first, uh, you know, regardless of who, um, you know, you wanted to vote for. I don't, you know, I don't want to get too political on the show here, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, especially against uh, Bernie and um, and Pete and Biden, who I don't think has a chance at all. Right. Of course. Huh. Let's not get political. Let's not get too political. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, unless, unless we're talking about Hogan politics. <laughs> 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 it's not gonna work for me. <laughs> oh my god! What do we got for our no holds barred this week? Oh man, no holds barred. Uh, we are 
kind of we're on the road to WrestleMania, but before we get to WrestleMania, we have to go through Saudi Arabia, allegedly. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh Goldberg was announced to be returning uh during Raw on Monday on this Friday's episode of SmackDown. Uh finally SmackDown gets a big match <laughs> for for once. I don't even know if it's a big match. It might just be a big appearance. It might be big something. They need something, to be honest with you. And the fact that they haven't even gotten Goldberg any sooner is like wild to me because they have been drowning in a pool of dog food for the last number of weeks. And they need something. They need a pulse. They need something different to just be on the show because it is it is just terrible. Just terrible. But yes. Goldberg, Friday on SmackDown, I'm here for it. Just in terms of just like the difference that it'll make. The one segment that'll be different from the sea of repetitive segments on the show. As you can right. see, I'm already ranting about SmackDown. But um <laughs> I you know what, to be fair, I didn't think SmackDown was that bad on Friday. It we'll talk about bad, it. But it was we'll, yes, you of course, but Goldberg, in terms of what who could he be facing, listen. I already did my meals booking, if you see it on Twitter. I am here. Have you seen it, by the way? My thoughts? I haven't I haven't seen your thoughts. You, I, I have to stay away from Twitter when Raw is airing. So, you're, as you know, I watch it after everyone's sleep. Sure, of course. Um, so, you can <clears throat> clearly have your thoughts through all the cut through the spectrum um, right. as sharply as they do. Um, I said, you know what? This may be wild. This may be wild for 100% for a man who is... In his 50s, I need Goldberg to be announced as the first competitor in the Elimination Chamber to crown the number one contender for the WWE Championship. No, that's not happening. Yes. Yes, of course. It what? I mean, it, it, so. Goldberg in the chamber? <laughs> Goldberg in the chamber. Yeah, of course. He dominated in the chamber last time he was in the chamber. Sure, it was like 18 years ago, but <laughs> but he dominated in the chamber. I'm only saying this because I feel like SmackDown might just ruin this opportunity that it has with Goldberg. And I want, yeah. I think just Goldberg in itself, first of all, it adds another main event to the mix because quite frankly, you, you put in whoever's going to be in the elimination chamber, if there is going to be one from the SmackDown side, whoever's going to be in there is going to be Roman, Baron, and then where? Where do we go from there? <laughs> Literally. I mean, Fiend, do, Fiend. No, but he it's for the number one contender for oh, Fiend's championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, where do you go? You put Daniel Bryan in there. After that, I don't know where you go from there. Um, so the, I think personally... It would be a great thing. You can open up another feud in the middle of it. You could build this kind of success story. I'm sure Goldberg, we can have him not run into things for maybe like 10 minutes in the show, even though the Elimination Chamber is prone to be running into things. We just have to walk him through this. Oh, he's, but I oh think, his head is going through everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in that, in that well, I, here's I, we, we need him in a match. We need him in multiple matches, at least two between... I feel like between now and Mania, just for that SmackDown brand, um, we need him in something. He can't just... SmackDown is the drizzling of all drizzles, so I need him in something. What were you thinking for this man's return? I I am, for the first time... Uh, for the first time, flabbergasted. I have no words. <laughs> no words at all for what they could do here. Um, someone said Baron Corbin. They floated that idea, and I guess that's cool. Um, 
anything to get him away from from Roman at this point. That would be that would be mm-hmm. fine. Uh, Corbin's fine, but you know what I want. You already know what I want. What do you want? Wait a minute. What do you want? I I'm not fully sure what you want. You want Goldberg versus? No. Oh, oh, the Undertaker too. Oh, is that it? <laughs> Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> no, I mean, oh. listen, Goldberg versus Undertaker too. I get what you mean from there. I mean, obviously, I th- I feel like this is just a ploy for Saudi Arabia. I don't even know if this is going to extend to Elimination Chamber. I think they should skip Saudi Arabia altogether. But I feel like this is definitely some sort of money thing for Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah. But, you know... <sighs> I, I, Goldberg I no Taker because this this match is going to be like two minutes long. So should we really be thinking that heavily about it? No, because he's not really going to be <laughs> anything important because yeah. he is just you know he's not going to be in the WWE title thing. I mean, he could. That would be no, no. Let's not do that. Nah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we are thinking too deep into this. Maybe he's literally just showing up on SmackDown. Um, well, we know he's going. To, he's getting a Saudi bag. We know that. So, oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, how many, know, how many people? Knows? How many people on the How many people on the active roster use the spear as a finisher right now? Um. So there's Edge. There's Goldberg. There's Roman. Um. I feel like there's another Charlotte. Person. Charlotte has one. Charlotte has oh, one. Charlotte, of course. Um, I think Bianca Belair could use a spear from time to time. Um, yeah, I think she does use a spear. I think she does. A couple people. I a mean, lot of people use a spear. I mean, at least three main event um, high competitors use a spear as a finishing maneuver. So, who has um, the best spear? Who has the best spear in the game? Goldberg. Still, yeah, I guarantee gotta, you. Gotta so, say. I think it's Goldberg. Um, Roman, I think, is the second, you know, the runner up right there. I think he has great timing with the spear. Um, yeah. like I like the Superman punch, I like his Superman right. punch setups. I like when it just comes out of where he's just bouncing off the ropes, and you're just like, What is going on here? and then it's like, Bam, spear. Edge oh, the, was always the one he finished, uh, the one he finished Taker with. Right. Edge yeah. was always like a questionable spear. It at, at times it was a spear, at times it was uh, a hug. It really kind hug. of <laughs> it was mainly because he would be Edge is a very tall person, so it's like varying heights on the person he's spearing at whatever points. So it's like him actually like running into the person's gut. You'd have to be a really you'd have to either jump in it or be a really tall person, but nonetheless, um here we are. Um <laughs> We'll see what happens with Goldberg on SmackDown. I mean, I'm, at, at least that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, next up, Vince McMahon fired George Berrios, Michelle Wilson, uh, and people are freaking out about this. And so, so are the stocks. Well, the stocks went up today. Um, so oh, they went 47. back up. Yeah, they went back up. Uh, but stocks fell above. <laughs> <laughs> I bought their stock, and I was like, I learned line lesson. Let's get out of this. Um, so apparently the, uh, well, you know, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, they were kind of like the glue that, that held the corporate structure of the WWE together. Um, just the COO and, uh, of the company. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people freaked out about it. Listen, I'm not going to act like with this news, 
this this news that I know exactly 100% how important it is as far as the direction that the company takes. I think everything that we see on TV, in some way, shape, or form, they know, uh, you know, they they know uh, what you know what's going on and, and and how to make it successful. But everyone turning into stock portfolio analysts on Friday throughout the weekend was just been hilarious, right? Well, you know, it's it's the many hats of wrestling fans, as I can say. <laughs> like, the many, it's like beyond just, you know, we're we're not only stock analysts, we're also political analysts, we're also doctors, we're also, you know, entertainment agents, we're also business, you know, things. There's just so HR, many things, they're, 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 they're HR as well. <laughs> wellness directors wellness and counseling directors yeah. like we're, uh, we're, uh, there's so many different uh, what things are, what, what are, no, uh, uh, union union agents as well <laughs> there's so <laughs> many different things that you like you just <laughs> you there's so many different things that we're just like into and th- but you know what I don't know I mean once again it's the it's the it's the long-term like kind of head of the company and there's kind of cited that there's been like in terms of like the direction that they want to go and the direction that Vince wants to go is completely different direction. So Vince decided that they should probably go somewhere else. Um, did you just see, the, did you see this Knicks news? Did you just see this Knicks news? That's why you were laughing. Um, yeah, because I had to run to the damn chat and uh, stop Cam from <laughs> working his magic um, <laughs> because I do not want Kyle Kuzma on my team, to be honest with you. He's cool, but not like, nah. Nah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of hats that wrestling Twitter wears. This hat particularly is the most annoying one of them all. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on. I'm hoping that if they do hire someone new, they hire they hire you know two people or one person that is um, progressive and is able to kind of cut through a lot of the uh, blind spots that the company has shown for the past couple of years. Uh, I think they're doing a great job as far as hiring diverse picks, but also getting into diverse spaces. I think they struggle with, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, WWE just, WWE just needs to be more open to the diversity that is watching their shows and paying money to go see them and not to the same uh, white folk that, you know, are at all their shows. So I'm hoping that that's a, a key thing, but if it's not, I mean, we'll see, you know, I, I think that, you know, I get, they have the power and the opportunity to do so much uh, with these new hires and let's just hope that they do it. Right. I mean, it's, uh, I'm interesting in kind of where this direction goes. They were a large part of kind of like the company thing over the last number of years, which has had actually to the, a kind of resurgence of WWE, right? Like in terms of their era of running things, but it just seems like they're going completely different ways. Or maybe Vince McMahon is like ready to step down. And is like, I don't know if I like these two. <laughs> I don't know if I like these two <laughs> running my company. To be honest with you, I'm about to go do yeah. XFL and then I'm about to just go like, <laughs> I just, no, he's probably going to work until he legitimately dies. But, um, I don't know. It, it just seemed weird to me. It seemed weird that they both were let go. Um, on the same day, at the same time, for the same reason. Um, it just seems like he's cleaning house, just in case yeah. the XFL blows up. And the XFL does premiere this weekend. So it's a big weekend. Is it? <laughs> it I mean, is it? it is. I mean, you know, I think with I mean, people, act like. No, nah, but I think football. people are. Yeah, it's not football exhaustion yet. Like, to be no. honest with you. 
Like no, for people who don't, I don't watch, watch football, it, yes, <laughs> I don't watch football at all. So I'm like, um, is this not exhaustion? Like legitimately, after the Super Bowl, you go through this extreme high of various things, and now you're like also corralled into another umpteen weeks of football. Like that's mm-hmm. not weird to people. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. At least at least he didn't come up with another baseball company because I can't do any more months of that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens to George Barrios. Actually, we won't see unless they show up on the AEW. Like, there's no. <laughs> I, no, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't to, think the bag is that. I don't think the bag's that big there. <laughs> I don't expect to see them ever again. So um, yeah, best of luck in your future endeavors. You have to feature I'm endeavor. Pretty, I'm pretty sure they got they got big 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 severance. Big severance. Come on, George Huge the bag seven. Barrios. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, in injury news, uh, AJ Styles, uh, it, was, it was confirmed by WWE that AJ Styles does have a separated shoulder. I think Ooh. I called this uh, during the Rumble two weeks ago when he took the, the spear from Edge and he landed on his shoulder. And I said he should not have done that flip bump. There was no room. There was literally, a, I think it was like Ricochet was right in front of him or something like that when he took that spear. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Ricochet. It was somebody that was right in front of him when he took that spear. And I said he looked like he landed really bad. He later confirmed on his uh, mixer stream that he did, uh, he did, uh, what did he say? He, he overbrothered himself on that. And um, he did injure himself. So that was confirmed. I mean, it's, it's probably confirmed that he's going to miss Mania with a separated shoulder. That's not a really easy fix um, to come back for. So, no, he said, he said he's going to make it. You sure? No, he, he did he say that. that. Yeah, he said they said that they said they don't expect him to miss uh miss April. All right, all right. Yeah. Twenty four year old AJ Styles. All right, we out here working. We working. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, in signing news, Timothy Thatcher, one of the last, I think one of the last big signings you could make on the Indies, uh, reportedly signed to the E this week and is reporting to the Performance Center. I like Tim- Timothy Thatcher. I've seen maybe three matches of him. Um, I like him too. I've seen him in a, a lot of PWG shows. I've been to. I actually so this is I went to this is a number of years ago when I remember working under the Wrestle Rap umbrella. Um, I saw him at an Evolve show. This is the same Evolve show that I also saw Apollo Cruz, Rich Swan. This was Drew McIntyre's first match, one of his first matches post WWE. Um, who else was there? It was Moose was there. Um, a lot of people who were Ricochet was there. Um, a lot of Johnny Gargano was there. Oh my God, what a stacked show! So many people who have now been featured on WWE program. And Timothy Thatcher was one that kind of stood out to me. Um, he faced on that show. I think he faced Zack Saber Jr., which was like that made me a fan of Zack Saber Jr. and a fan of Timothy Thatcher. So the fact that he's coming to the WWE to me is just a great look. Um, I'm wondering how does he sort of fit in. What's his character? He's <laughs> yeah, with everyone else on NXT who's trying to like manage to like wedge themselves in because you remember they still have all those people. Remember that remember that tournament they did with all the new people that and then we never saw any of those new people again? Whoa, 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 um, whoa. We saw uh we saw Homeboy. He showed up for a while. He beat Kushida too. Um Homeboy. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Gotta love Cameron homeboy. Up. I mean, but where's he been over the last number of weeks? Like it's a, well, they did the, like well, I, I hate the crossover into the, the war report here, but the dusty. Oh, they really, do it all the time. All right, the, the the dusty really killed 
to me, a lot of opportunities for people to be on the show for a month. So mm-hmm. he'll probably show up again. I'm, I, I don't I mean, write. I think they have a they have a lot of they have a lot of love for Cameron Grimes as well as Swerve. Swerve was in that tournament too, I believe, and he's been he's been on TV all the time. Um, you know what? I think like in general, I don't know. Put, I'm wondering how he fits in. Just, just from a look, just from a look standpoint, and like everything he offers. What does he offer that doesn't the next person doesn't offer? And there's so many people in the performance center. There's legitimately so many people in the performance center. I would be surprised. Like I would be tight if I've been in performance center for four years and somebody who keeps getting signed keeps showing up before me if I'm in the performance center. But you know, um. Timothy Thatcher. I'm excited for him nonetheless. I mean, I'm happy for him. I'd like to see him in the WWE ring. I think he's incredible. So I think that kind of summarizes just how I feel. But I'm wondering now, where does he fit in? How does he fit in? Where does he go? Um, what does he do? That's kind of what I, you know, want to like, you know, that's what I'm looking for in my mind. What does he do? Uh, we shall see. Hopefully they, they team him up with uh, Malcolm Bivens. Hmm. Bivens Enterprises. Listen, yeah, that seems fans, to be imminent. Huh? That seems that seems to be imminent and on the way. I hope so. I hope so because they got that other, you know, Biven esque, you know, person who's falling around. What's her face? Um, oh, WWE main event star Chelsea Green. Oh yeah, not main event. <laughs> I don't want people to keep thinking that she's a main event star. Oh no, no, no. no she's the, the featured. Show, main event. She was featured on the show, WWE main event. Um yes. the Hulu exclusive. Um so you know, we we can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh drug suspensions. There are apparently more suspensions coming for wellness. No one knows oh, who that really? Yeah, nobody knows wild. who someone that said someone wild. said it was Someone said it was Samoa Joe last night, and WWE had to immediately come out and say, it is not Samoa Joe. He is suffering from concussions. <laughs> <laughs> they had to literally say he is not being suspended for drugs. Oh, my God. Listen, the, the, who are these people? Who are these drug hounds trying to go after the people? Who are these dirt sheets that are going in files? I thought the I thought people thought people from the E, they had the meeting. It was like, don't talk to the dirt sheets. Where are these drug suspension um moles coming from and why is it like their drug suspensions coming and there haven't been drug suspensions like issued immediately uh i don't know i I've, i also feel like that 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 uh that dirt sheet meeting is some of it is there, there's there's no smoke to it i don't feel like that really happened i feel i think it was um probably like over over exaggerated yeah, I think he would just say, like, listen, and we expect you guys to be professional and kind of like, you know, don't talk to all these people who are kind of because it, it really affects people's business and all this other stuff like that. Um, they said it kind of spiraled out from the first like, hey, stop egging on main event. Stop egging on the Raw and SmackDown guys, even if you're from NXT. That's what I heard. Which they should stop doing. Yes. I mean, but even I think that was kind of exaggerated in a sense. It was just like, all right, like relax guys like we're here we're doing a great thing let's keep focusing on that um blah 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 but we'll see how that goes man but um do you really want to be on wrong do you really want to be wrong (laughs) that's what they need to say um i the way they wrote off Rey mysterio on monday uh i felt like he could possibly be one but they just haven't announced it yet (sighs) right back to his old uh his old habits 
Listen, <laughs> nah, I hope not. I mean, if it's if, if that's what got his knee shaking a little bit hard, like you know what, <laughs> juice up, my friend. But the extra sturdy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> extra sturdy. Oh my god. Uh, and that is uh, that's no holds bar for this week. Let's get into the show, shall we? Yes, please. Let's get into these. Um, a tale of two shows once again. To me, all right. So here's the thing. I know we're going to talk about SmackDown first, obviously, because it came first on our week thing. I don't think SmackDown was bad. I just have a lot. I'm not intrigued at all by anything happened on SmackDown. Nothing to me. The booking is like stupid to me of the fact that they've had. um, For instance, I'll say this. So they had a. Miz and Morrison win a number one contenders match. I kicked off the show. I liked um, it. I liked the idea of, you know what? I didn't even like the idea of the match because it's like, obviously the program was heading in that way. Why even dupe us as fans to make us think that they weren't going to face them anyway? Like I get what <laughs> you mean by trying to establish them, but they're already established. They're multiple time tag team champions. First of all, they're Miz has won umpteen tag team championships. Morrison has won umpteen tag team championships, world champion, all this other stuff. Like, why are we trying? Why do we have to have this competitive fatal four way for the sake? of having a fatal four way when we know what the result was going to be and it was such a glaring you know because he had the revival in that match revival at this point they were like they've checked all the way out like they're, they're, <laughs> they're borrowed like, time at this point. they're taking pins and everything um you had um the fat guys um heavy machinery um you had them the, in the fat match. guys hold on man you <laughs> None of it was untrue. Oh, so you had oh, them in that match. Had no, there's no idea. And then you had Lucha House Party, which was like, <laughs> I'm still like did the they, fat guys. Do... What, are you going to clean that up at all? Like, no. What is wrong? Is a fat is fat offensive? Yes. Fat is offensive. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? yes. Tell yes. Monique that when she was like, I love what, being what, fat. What is what does what does Monique is not everyone. All right. Monique is also like. Never mind, but you're not gonna clean like, that up feel, at all. No, really? I feel like uh, machinery really, knows um, they're fat. <laughs> Tucky's not Tucky isn't fat, and Otis isn't. I'm not Otis. gonna call Otis fat. He's a big boy. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Maybe we clean it up. Maybe we become too. Also, what, what if we, we have, can't say if, that he's fat? What if we have? What if we have people that are a little bit bigger that listen to the show? No, I mean that. I mean, so no. here's what <laughs> <laughs> Here's also about that. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna stop right here because I see what you're trying to do, and I'm not gonna have it. This is the same over the top rope uh, conversation <laughs> jazz that I feel coming. 20, so you know 2020. what? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So you know, twenty twenty, and we can't call people fat. I don't want to live in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh boy. Oh, anyway, boy. I don't uh, know why they let us on with this ruse that they were somehow earned this championship. But I think a lot more, the the better story would have been like, all right, let's just have the match. Let's have the match. Let's do the match. It's like let's get off to the races. Why are we stalling for time? This is why I like Raw now. Like because SmackDown's stalling for time because the Miz. First of all, the Miz beat 
have, uh, has beaten Kofi and I think he's beaten Big E. And I think Morrison has beaten Kofi and he's beaten Big E. So it's like, why? No, the I, hell think, I, know, I don't think I don't think they've beaten both. He hasn't been here. He hasn't been back that long. I think no, Morrison. I mean, Morrison's first Morrison match was against Big both. E, and then he, he I think him. he beat Kofi. Yeah, yeah. Morrison beat both, but Miz didn't. Miz only Miz, Miz didn't beat both. But yeah, I'm Miz saying lost. like. At this point, like they've beaten them multiple times. Give him the champion, give him this opportunity at the straps. Don't string us along with this match when you could have been having a much more fire match with somebody else. And not to say that the match wasn't good, but it's like it, it was not necessary to me. Like just looking back at the show. But the Miz and Morrison win. So, you know, I'm I'm all over the moon. Um shout so go Miz. So they'll be they'll be meeting in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so that that's going to be a thing that happens in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I love how we don't call it the pay per view; we call it their meeting in Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I, I am going to be forced to watch the show because of something that happened on Raw, and I'm I'm not happy about it. But um, Brian and the Fiend off TV this week. How do you feel about that? Um, good. They had Brian with a little bit of a segment after the show. I think The Fiend just needs to cool down in general. We don't necessarily need him on the show. Obviously, they need more time for, like, dog food and all the other various things. Um, So it was good to have him off the show. I think it's like when you have a two-hour show, you aren't able to feature everybody. Why not not feature those two guys and give some other shots to other people? But, you know. It is what it is. I would have rather seen a much more fire Daniel Bryan match than a lot of the other stuff on this. Yeah, show. Where, where's Drew Gulak? Like, where, where, like, what's going on? It's frustrating. Um, yeah. Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title uh, was a match that happened in four minutes. Uh, <laughs> we all it knew this was going to happen. No, it didn't yeah, happen it in four minutes. It was what? a four minute from the from from bell to bell. Now I'm not talking about the shenanigans uh, after and before. Are you serious? Bell bell. Yeah, it was four minutes. Are you? Are you dead? I listen. I, I, I take time. I take time for this stuff. I, I take time. I actually do. Well, when it comes out. to Shinsuke, you definitely pay attention for sure. Um, but four minutes. It, this for is really? like this is like Shinsuke's first loss in like nine months. <laughs> well, first non Cesaro paired loss at least, but yeah. Um, First you pinfall. Know, how about that? How about this? This is Braun Strowman's first singles championship. We've had In three years. <laughs> we talk about the 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 Roman Reigns story of them doing WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania, trying to retell this story. They've been yeah. trying to tell a story with Braun for years. It has n- not worked out. They didn't trust Braun with the main championship, which to me was ludicrous at this point. Like, if, if there was any time to put the strap on him, it should have been, I think, like, was it last year or two years ago at Saudi Arabia? Two years when Roman ago. Got, when Roman got, um, when Roman had the a diagnosis of leukemia. Yeah. So I thought if there was any time to put the strap on him, it was at that time. And you could have easily just taken it off him. But they said that they, I mean, they just never put it on him. So it's like now we're two years later, he's out here shaking his ass on SmackDown. Um, Doing all types of goofy shit. And he gets the Intercontinental title. Fine. But what does Braun Strowman mean right now? The the Compared optics the of Summer Braun. Yeah. The the optics of um the optics of Braun from like Great Balls of Fire, what like two and a half years ago to now is a lot of opportunities to win this title. Mm-hmm. And the, the main title and then in February twenty twenty uh he wins the IC title and that is that is his legacy. It's just hilarious. It's hilarious to me. It is. I'm sure he's happy. 
I'm sure that this moment is great for him. Um, but the 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 peak of Braun Strowman is come and gone, <laughs> and we are in whatever waning moments at this time. I'm not saying his career is over by any means or any stretch of imagination, but the time to put anything on him has long and passed. And now he's try, he's got to try to work a momentum as a face going against a, whatever heels that are on SmackDown um, to defend this belt. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure he'll lose it via shenanigans. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll probably lose it in a tables match where he'll step on the table again like that one time he lost to Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, Naomi returns to challenge Bailey in a match that uh, I, I, were, were a lot of people really afraid that she wasn't going to show up on SmackDown on Friday. I saw that. I saw someone yes. tweet that. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why you guys thought What do you that? mean you don't know why? It was like 926, and we're like, okay, where's the... I mean, so we're not going to have Naomi, who was trending on Twitter, who's been trending, where people have been discovering Naomi since the Royal well, Rumble. Well, um, well, I'm sure they know that that's what happened, and I think it's clear at this point that they knew, or uh, they were aware at least. But I had always figured from watching the show, and mind you, I'd, again... SmackDown's another show where I'm off the, the social media machine when um when it's on. But uh from the show I was like, well, if the Usos are gonna show up and Naomi's gonna show up, they'll probably put them pretty close together. And I never there was thought no of that. I never put two and two together because I just thought they would just bring out <laughs> the six man tag and maybe doing that for 30, 35 minutes instead of doing, you know, fitting in this quick segment here and there. But yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I I was never in doubt. I was never in doubt with that. I think that they were waiting. They were biding their time. And I think that I, if people were concerned that she wasn't going to be facing Bailey. I'm like, who else is there? Sasha is injured or whatever's going on with Sasha again. Um, I think so, you know, I think Dana Brooke really fell on her pretty damn hard because <laughs> she has not been seen since that match. Um, yeah. I would kill Dana Brooke. Not, oh, well, that's a little. Whoa. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would put the hurts on Dana Brooke if I was Sasha Banks in this moment because, goddamn pal, she hasn't been seen since. You know how Sasha is. She's fragile. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've talked about this for a number of years. And, you know, unfortunately for Sasha, she's out. But you got Naomi versus Bailey. I think this is a program that not only have we have not seen, they haven't had a lot of matches against one another, especially considering that both of them have been faced for a large part of their career. Um, yeah. To have this match, you know what? I'm kind of excited for it just to see how it's going to happen. I'm wondering, you know, just because people seem to be very intrigued with this moment of Naomi right now. Um, WrestleMania will be in her home state of Florida. Um, Again. If there's anything that could happen. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm not saying anything will happen. I fully expect Bailey to retain. But if there were something that could happen, I see this is kind of a moment that this could happen. Yeah, I, I mean, strap her up. Why not? Um, I think that she is by far growing in popularity again. And I think she's definitely one of the most popular. She was already one of the most popular people on the roster. I think if you if you do that for her again and give her a, another pretty lengthy reign, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it needs a shakeup. Not, not not that there's anything wrong with Bailey, who to me has been consistently, you know, the most hardest working female on that roster. I, I can't think of anyone who's I've seen week by week doing matches with everyone than Bailey. So um, why not? I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm with it. Shout out yeah. to shout out to Novak. Shout out to Novak. The main event, man, dog food, dog food bike. 
This is the longest we've talked about SmackDown in a number of weeks. So I'm like exhausted talking about this. But um, things happen. Well, listen, Roman Reigns, the Usos versus, first of all, you talk about things happen. I saw this match announced and I was like, didn't we just had this match last week? What the hell are we doing on SmackDown? Like, we're really doing this again. And I guess they had to like close up the dog food arc that they're kind of like doing on SmackDown now, <laughs> where it's like, you get dog food. No, you get dog food. No, you get dog food. Um, especially considering like both the main guys have like also Super Bowl stakes because this, don't forget, this was Super SmackDown, by the way. Um, yeah, forgot about that. Forgot about that. Which was just SmackDown with like a different font between the SmackDown <laughs> logo. It was supposed to be Super. Wasn't that Super? Um, shout out the cap shout out the capcom for that that font style is really cool <laughs> <laughs> um but i like i can't say that i didn't like the ending it was the ending was time. good yeah the, the ending, ending was, was good. good the ending was um it was more than um fulfilling of this entire kind of like month not even month long probably like two months long this arc of Roman Reigns and this dog food and this back and forth and Baron Corbin and his disciples and then the bloodline getting involved. Um, <clears throat> to me, if this is the end of this you know, storyline, which I, I don't know if it is, but if this is the end for it, I think this is a pretty good way to kind of like cap it off and let's like wrap it up there. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it was a solid, a, a lot of solid action. This seemed like a lot of sports entertainment. Um, the props thing as a dog food is very. <laughs> they made that, that that dog food look like chili after it comes out your butt. Oh, in five years, people are gonna be listening to something <laughs> Russell with. It was like, where did you get the dog food? Dog food or us? Like, um, <laughs> but what do you think it was? Because like, has anyone smelled it? No, it looked like um, Chef Boardy. Um and a little bit of dog food. They might have still put dog food in it, to be honest with you. But it looks a little bit like, oh, you know them, um, the old football commercials. Remember with like the football player and his mama and the chunky chicken soup? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah, you remember that? I don't remember the football player, but it was the chunky chicken soup. Ooh, let me look this up on YouTube right now. Um, but that's what kind of it looked like with like dog food mixed up in it. Hold on, let me see. What's this football player? Nah, it wasn't this. Oh, wait, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, let me see. Campbell's Chunky Chicken Soup. I mean, it looked a little chunky. That's all I can say. It looked chunky soup with dog food. I can't believe that you looked that up just now. Uh, great segment. In this, please. They should be, I'm guessing Roman will be going to Saudi. Um, so oh, they got to get you know, that ready. You know this. You know this. Um, I don't. I don't really know what they what, what they got going now that this is seemingly over for any of these guys. So I, I mean, I guess this is a reason for us to tune in next next week. So yeah, mm. Monday, you'll you'll tune in and you'll love it. We're we're oh, slaves. of course. Oh yes, we are. Um, we're slaves, not in the literal sense, but you know, obviously. Uh, so uh, Monday Night Raw was a fine pro wrestling program. On Monday, when you say, um, I like when shows are super long, but I still can't even feel that they're long. By the time we got to the main event, I was like, "It's oh, Raw is over! Oh my god, what was I doing for three hours?" Like this is what the Raws 
this is like this is beginning to make up for all those other terrible periods of raw that we had to sit through as we're doing this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Two years of it, two years of just like bad raws. And you know what? The Super Bowl is over. Um, football is apparently over, even though the XFL will be running. Will the XFL be running on Mondays? I would assume they won't. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I would assume they won't, but Monday Night Football is such a thing that they might. Um, but I was—you don't—I don't think they'll want it to go against Raw, so no. Yeah, I feel like Vince wouldn't ruin a, both bags <laughs> at the same time. Um, USA would be pissed. Oh, I think it's gonna be—it's gonna run Saturdays. I think. Ooh, yikes! Okay, all right. People I mean, will watch. People will watch. People watch. People watch on Saturday. That's people are insane about football. You know? Watch football, turn the takeover. You know, we can lose the takeover too. Um, <laughs> well, that, I think that's part. That's part of the reason to me, also that that why that takeover Portland's happening on a Sunday in next week. It's happening on a Sunday. Yes, it's, it's on a Sunday next week. Yeah. Wow, I have no concept of time at all. Um, <laughs> just not at all. Um, we got a we got a couple, you know, interesting things. Some of the stuff that you know what Rob makes feuds that are continuing kind of cool where smackdown makes food feuds that are continuing um not a dog food drag on for the <laughs> yes drag <laughs> on forever and ever and ever um <clears throat> so uh what, what i wanted to talk about at the top was uh becky and oscar uh running it back next week on raw I, yeah I, that's, I, I, that's continuing that i didn't even think would well they're they're one in one so i get it they got to have the rubber match. But in your opinion, if you were booking Becky for whoever, I because we, we have no clue who she's getting in, um, mm-hmm. in Tampa, do you have her lose this and then give her a bigger match without the title? Or do you have her keep the title? And in if that, if that case, what are you giving Oscar? No, at this point, she would have to keep the title. Like, at this point, it doesn't even make any sense to kind of drop the title from her, especially on... It would have to be a major kind of screw job finish. Um, well, she mentions, she mentions in her promo, she does mention it, does, it is stupid for her to be defending it this close to, to Mania, but she's dead anyway. She does mention that in her promo. Who is she to say what's stupid and what's not? <laughs> she didn't defend for like many months before that. Like she has no right. Just because she has to defend twice in the same month doesn't mean anything. Who is she to necessarily say that? However, I think just in general, um, first of all, big Monday night main event featuring the women that's been built up. That's already a paper. It's a pay-per-view match. Um, it's not going to be on raw. I think it's going to get plenty of time. It's going to have plenty of energy. It's going to have a lot of things going into it. So I'm fully supportive of this match. Um, even if Oscar lose, I'm fully supportive of this match. Um, just cause it's a good idea. As far as Becky losing the championship, I don't think she should lose the championship at this point. Um, it would, like I said, it would have to be a major screw job finish featuring someone involved in a main event program for Becky. Um, mm-hmm. it would have to be someone, a Shayna Baszler esque. um, or it would have to be just someone a Rhonda esque or something along those lines. It would be have to be something because Becky is still ultimately Becky's not just a player on the roster. Becky is the face, the of, player. Yeah, yeah, she is the person. So you know she gets the the wonky stone cold booking where it's like you lose, but if you lose, it's not really your fault. But if you win, it's all your fault. So yeah, um, that's what I think. 
but I like this feud continuing, and I love the match that led up into it between Asuka and Natty. That um, that one that one got a little chippy, uh, if you will. There during like the first two minutes of the match, you see Natty look at Asuka and say, "You want to shoot on me, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, uh, what's going on here? And then from I feel there, like they be acting. <laughs> nah, bro. They proceeded to like they proceeded to like beat the absolute hell out of each other for about 15 minutes, I think it was. Who and, they turned on the uh, shimmer? They turned on the shimmer a little bit, and you know. They- well, there there's one moment where where Asuka kicks Natty square in the face uh, and gives her a shiner, which she posted on on uh, Instagram later that night. Yeah, it looks pretty that bad. Was, it don't even look like a shiner. It looked like her face just melted, <laughs> like exploded her face. I was like, oh my god, like what what is going on here? But but Asuka, she's been known to to give it as 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 well as she gets it. And, oh yeah, you gotta um, know. It, 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 it looked like a fight in there, and but I, need, I would love to. That wanted that person like that on the roster. To be honest with you, to make to keep it real with people, like you need that person on the roster to be like, "Yo, I kick bitches for real." Like I don't play. But I, I, and I feel like she does that with Charlotte too. Like, but I, but I feel like Charlotte's not going to complain about it. Like Charlotte's like, nah. You Charlotte know, feeds off the adrenaline. She's super adrenaline up. She's like a frat kid at a beer party when she goes in the ring with Oscar oh because God. she is turned up. She's like, yeah, give me more. Like she starts screaming and stuff. That's when she didn't know Kyrie Sane was concussed and she was still like <laughs> going ham. Kyrie so. was like, please stop. Kyrie was like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> and, and Charlotte was like, you going through this table. <laughs> And she was like living her. Push you through it, or you fall through it. You going yeah. through it. Oh my god. Um, uh, speaking but, of women, there's a lot of there's a lot of women stuff on the show. I just want to get through to all ladies. Of it. Um, to ladies. Rhea Ripley shows up on Raw this week to uh, to goad Charlotte into challenging her. Yet another person who has a match and a big you know she's supposedly supposed to be at Takeover. So would she do double duty? We don't know this yet, but she does challenge Charlotte to WrestleMania because she's beaten Charlotte before, as we all remember back in Survivor Series. She pinned her. Uh, no, she pinned, I'm sorry. Yeah, she pinned her in Survivor Series. And mm-hmm. um, I, very interesting because Charlotte is now scheduled to be on NXT on Wednesday. So uh, what do you think about that? I think, I think, again, they're setting Rhea up for something huge. I'm just very, the implications of, of what they do with Charlotte next, I am very interested in. I'll say that much. I, I I think she takes too many L's. I think, you know, the thing about this is that it's weird for them to have a sort of a Royal Rumble winner match and for them to have the winner challenge for the NXT Women's Championship. I think just the, just the, just how that kind of sounds and how it kind of looks. And it's no offense to like NXT, but it is kind of like they are 100% the third roster. They're not the second, they're not the A show. I mean, I love them, but they're not the A show. They're not the B show. Um, They're the C show. They provide an alternative rather to most things that are in WWE. So to have Charlotte actually like, if this becomes a thing and she challenges for it, it would have to be, you kind of like, take charlotte out of her element that she's kind of built up on monday night raw with the character and the superstar look and all these other things if you bring that to nxt it might even dwindle or she might really just outshine or outclass everybody else on that roster so it's kind of like weird that they're necessarily doing that i like charlotte showing up on nxt i just don't know if she should challenge for the nxt title at wrestlemania to me that looks kind of like there is nothing else 
for her to do on these main right like that I'm, I'm two sides about it i do agree but when you think of the options she has right now there is nothing else for her right. on the main roster that we have not seen before we have not seen this match before that's why mm-hmm. i'm not opposed to it but my thing is when we get to the match if charlotte wins what does that mean <laughs> right? right like what what is that what does that mean if charlotte wins this match and two if charlotte loses then she's just lost wrestlemania two times in a row in an NXT title match. <laughs> in an NXT title match. Like, it makes no sense. But, they, but then you look at it on the other side, they're, they are building Rhea up to be that Charlotte-type talent. And so I don't bring think Rhea up to the main roster. They still have time. Yeah. They could have brought Rhea up to SmackDown and have her beat Bailey. Like, I still don't... Like, it's not that I don't get what they're doing. I just think there's a roundabout way about it to kind of like, so it doesn't seem like the Royal Rumble winner, which is a WWE thing, is challenging for the NXT title, which is it's still kind of a weird thing. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but, but that was the option, and that's always been the option. That was the option last year when, when, when Seth won, that he could have faced anybody. So I get it. That's the option. You can face anyone from any brand. That, that's fair. I don't think I don't think NXT like they they've properly integrated in NXT into into as you said the third brand. That is completely fair. But I think that when it comes to Charlotte, this is someone who has different implications than the Drew McIntyre. If Drew wanted to go back and win the NXT title again, cool, he could go against Adam Cole. There's story there, right? There and there's right. story there with Rhea and Charlotte. But I think in the end, Drew could take that loss and be fine. Charlotte mm-hmm. lose, has lost for a whole calendar year damn near yeah like i just don't More think it makes she got beaten up by becky for god knows how long um yeah it was like tom and jerry for a while there and and you know it, it just it doesn't look good on her if she can't pull this out and i'm I, I i can say if not for nothing as much as i'm complaining about this i am intrigued and i do want to see where this goes next and i will be on an nxt on wednesday to see where it does go yeah and i guess i'll have to tune in also to the war report Coming this week as well, where they're going to be talking about Charlotte Flair. Lucky to you guys, yeah. huh? Cyrus and MJ. I mean, sorry, yeah. Merjani. Um, lucky to you guys. Yeah, you a holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to be better about the. I'm trying to be better about the cussing this year. That's okay. Go. That's okay. Right. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, more with uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, storylines happening with the women this week. Uh, we had Liv versus Lana in another squash, pretty much <laughs> for Liv Morgan. But this brings out Ruby Riot, and you already know. You already know. You know Mills. You know how I felt. You, yeah, you you were a fan. Listen, she came out. She looked like. Um, Bag Not of money. only did she look, yeah, she looked great. She looked like she obviously the WWE checks were hitting, and her style uh-huh. just in general has reflected that. The hair pieces is amazing. The attire is amazing. She may have gotten some more tattoos. I don't know, but like I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. She looks great. She looks great. I know I you were looking. Yeah, you know I was like, no, and oh, oh, my mic on. Okay, yeah, so so she, obviously. She attacked Liv, uh, which brings uh, which which brings us to Liv's, I guess, first storyline. But it seems as though Lana is still in the storyline because she attacked Liv after Ruby uh, gave her uh, God, her finisher. <laughs> I I have heard that there is going to be more women added to this Lana thing, and I'm seeing it now. And it looks to be what's going to happen. I'm more interested, obviously, as we all are in the Ruby Liv part of this. But I'm so mm-hmm. glad to see Ru- Ruby right back. She's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of a spinoff, but you know, of the of the Rusev Lashley feud. But you know, here we are. So uh, the elimination tag match, I thought it was excellent. I really like. I thought lot. it was a great idea. I thought it was weird the way it ended, but it still kind of ended in way. And you know what? the The reason I liked it is because I feel like I think. There, so I like it and I don't like it because there is a thing where Kevin Owens is lost again. And at this point, it's like you got to at some point you got to like cut your losses. Um, no pun intended. But you've lost so many times in these various matches. I think they lost with Samoa Joe when Samoa Joe yeah. got injured. Um, they lost in, the, in that fifth fight. Um, they've lost so many times. I don't think I, I can't tell you how many times KO's actually won something in this entire program. However, um, it did provide him with much needed, like a grit, um, sympathy. As Ed would say, yeah, sympathy, something, a build up. It, it was kind of like this big moment you're kind of building up, and it was like, okay, we're we're being reminded this this is KO and Seth, and all these players that are in it are players within it, but this is still about KO versus Seth, um, and. You know, it gave you that sort of thing. I thought it was weird that Buddy got eliminated first, and then like it ended up being like Razor being the one who eliminates, who kind of wins the entire match. Um, but it wasn't I, bad. I, I, I liked, liked it. I, 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 I don't think it was like a. I'm not saying you th- that you think it, it is this, but I don't think it was like a burial of, of Buddy. I think that somebody's got to go first, and it made sense to me. Could have been Aikum. Could have been Aikum. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I I think you set up the impossible odds with the AOP in that point, where it's two mm. big tower towering dudes, and not just Buddy Murphy. You know, like mm. I, I get it in that sense. Like Buddy Murphy is tough, but he is still like, you know, to, to not even to be disrespectful, he's kind of like the shrimp of all of them. Like he's the shortest guy. Like he's he's got to go out, and you got to set up right. uh, the 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 odds. I, I can I say that I did like the way that the the Viking Raiders were taken out. That was really, really interesting. And I, I thought it was a, a great way to take them out without having them lose. Yeah. You know what? You can definitely say that. I thought, I thought it was great as well. Um, I, I really dug the way they did that and they, the way that they protected them. Like even when they do lose, it has a purpose and mm-hmm. um, they didn't want to just, they didn't want to just waste uh, uh, a Viking Raiders loss on some, you know, elimination match on Raw. So I did like that. We're waiting to see what happens with KO. I'm, we are what, two months into this, uh, almost three months into this KO Seth feud, and there's been no singles match. So I think we're we're getting to that point, right? So we might see yeah. that soon. Maybe in Saudi. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, real quick, uh, Randy Orton explained his actions against Edge in a, in a tremendous opening segment on Raw that I thought was really, really well done. He, Randy just is on another level when he's allowed to do things like this. Yeah, when he's allowed to be the Viper and he's allowed to be kind of like the the asshole and you, you put him in a situation where he gets to be as um as dangerous as he should be at this point in his career um he's able to pull it out and randy Orton. i mean it was just a tremendous segment just from the energy of the crowd they wanted to hate him and he fed off of that and he was like he's supposed to be out there to make an apology and he was just like i can't do this and you kind of leave him with the okay what are so what does he mean by that? What, is it, what are they going to do next? And that's kind of what you want from Randy Orton yeah. at this point. Um, and you kind of want from a show, right? Just not to like, right. don't explain everything for me. Leave me hanging. Let me let let me try to paint between these lines and see what happens from there. 
a lot of people were concerned that they would have Edge show up this week. I think I he has. I don't even think he's tweeted since the thing happened. I th- and I think also mm-hmm. Edge is someone who Edge is someone who is a is a proponent of letting these types of things play out and, uh, oh, and create. I mean, yeah, and even on the podcast, the, the old podcast I had with Christian, he would make these fantasy booking things, and he would bring up you know storylines like this where you have to have the guy off TV. So um, I don't think we'll be seeing Edge until March. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, no edge till March. Uh, finally, we had a triple threat match to determine who would face Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia between Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and uh, Ricochet. And we knew the, the payoff had to be coming, baby. The payoff had to come. Did the, I'm right. so, you, been, so you say I've so you say waiting. you had to know? Did we really had to? Did we really know that this and, was coming? And I. And I've been the payoff, the payoff to, and, and I've been waiting, baby. The payoff to losing uncontrollably, being kicked in the dick for <laughs> like two weeks in a row. Like, did we really know this well, was one coming? week? One week, one week, and then, one he, week, and then he gave it back. One week, listen, listen. You, you know why? You know why you had to know. And I said this right when they, when the match got announced. I said okay. Seth is already in the story. I said Seth is in the storyline. I said right. Bobby is in a, Bobby is in a storyline that is not over yet either. Uh, gotcha. So he won Ricochet. by default instead of his own merits. Bravo. What kind of your man is stuck in a tag team? Stop <laughs> talking to me right now. First your of all, is on Miz, SmackDown. Listen, the Miz is very <laughs> versatile. All right, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the Miz can do anything. Yeah. Be versatile in them hot tags. Be versatile in them hot tags. Stop worrying about. <laughs> and Ricochet. he will. How about that? How about that? Um, Ricochet. Uh, true. I, I thought it was a, you know as with most raw raw uh, matches, always a great a great time with anyone on this roster. I thought it was a great match. Even Seth, who does have an injury right now, his hand uh, or his finger or something is broken, is still able to go out and give really really great matches. And I thought Bobby Lashley was great here too. Um, Ricochet does pick up the win, pinning Bobby Lashley. Of course, you don't want Seth to take that pin too early. I think it's so smart how how Paul does. I just think I look at all the small things he does as far as who gets pinned, who gets uh, the squash matches, even with like Aleister Black, even with Drew McIntyre, who both had squashes this week, who they were facing and how quickly they did it. I thought it was really interesting the way that they they set all these things up. You know, I wouldn't have been mad at a at a uh, Lesnar Lashley type of deal. Oh God, uh, here we go. Wouldn't have been mad. Um, when did you, when did you start hating Ricochet? I'm trying to wonder. I don't hate Ricochet. Happened. I don't hate Ricochet. I just said I wouldn't be mad if it was a Lesnar Lashley thing. And if you agree with me, at me on Twitter or call me at two two three nine seven nine seven and share your thoughts. Um, but other than that, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad because we've never seen it before. Get me, don't get me wrong. We've never seen Brock Lesnar and Ricochet before either. But Lesnar and Lashley both have like WWE stock and they've been like circling each other for a very, very long time. Both have been, you know, the mixed martial arts. Both are pretty large. They called him Black Lesnar listen, when he first debuted. Listen, like, listen, listen. When Ricochet flips out the F5 into a shooting star press or some some shit like you, that. You mean when he bounces up from that F5 into a shooting star press? <laughs> 
Hey, he about to get them Saudi dudes a show, right? Okay, all right, all right. I hear that. Listen, yeah. if we start, yeah. if we climb up the face of Brock Lesnar, I won't be mad. <laughs> you feel me? I'm, hey, I'm ready for this match. This is the match that's, that's going to have me at least tuning in at work. Uh, this Listen, Saudi Brock show. Lesnar came down at 11.59. There was like shows going <laughs> off the air, 45 <laughs> seconds. This man hit the, <laughs> hit the boost. The cleanest, the cleanest F5 I've ever seen. <laughs> My man came in. I don't even think he got up from the floor. They just hit. I'm trying to. I'm replaying this on YouTube now because like he legitimately gets the pen, and then like Brock, in like already seconds, in the ring. Brock. He's already in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we that stand was beautiful. The, we stand the king. We stand the king. Oh we my stand god! King Lesnar, bro. Um, uh, salute that, to that, Lesnar. But that is it for this week in wrestling. I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things about Raw. So, um, okay. quick things. I like the I like the um, the addition of Angel Garza to the entire thing. Oh my god! How did I not put that down? I'm so sorry. That was a multi segment match too. Um, it's okay. The Angel Garza thing I thought was, and then the Umberto Curio thing. I just think they're just using these Hispanic stars in such a momentous way, and they all play off each other. And you know they're having these great matches, and they're all kind of killing it. And then Angel Garza gets a moment as well, and you're kind of like building this entire set. Like it was just amazing. I think Paul you know just what, loves that family. You know what I liked about the uh, I like about all these these guys orbiting each other is that it's not they're not just fighting for titles; they're fighting for the right to be called a true Latino. And yeah. I think that that's, that's like some like wild, like not wild, but I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's about pride. And, and I think that's what they kind of, uh, it kind of gives more passion and, and a lot more like reasoning as to why these guys are going so hard, but they, what's up with all these, these, these Mexican dudes DDTing each other on concrete. I, I just Listen, need to know, is that like a thing? It might be a thing. It might be a thing. All I could think about in the segment, I was like, damn, I know Eddie would be so proud if he was watching this show and just seeing all of these people. I Representation. Mean, you see, yeah. You see Hector Garza's nephew in the ring with his cousin, Umberto Carrillo, who's in the ring with friggin' um, Andrade Cien Almas, who's in the ring with a legend like Rey Mysterio, who's in a ring like... Sincaro was there for a brief moment. Sincaro stepped out there at the wrong time, man. He, he missed out on the bag. <laughs> um, but it's just, <laughs> there's so much going on. Like, it, it, I love it. I just say I love it. So shout out to them. Yeah, really good. Uh, I hope, yeah, we can end here. Hope, hope, hopefully, Angel comes back next week. I yeah, I hope so too. You know, he lost the Cruiserweight Championship, but he won a spot on Monday Night Raw. So who's really the loser? Um, Jordan, <laughs> that is who it is. Um, oh my god, uh, and that is it for this week in wrestling. Uh, thank you all for listening to the A Show. As always, we, we report to you live every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and we have the latest and greatest in pro wrestling. So, next week, we're gonna, we're gonna try out a new segment that, that I want to do on the road to WrestleMania called uh, our WrestleMania Moment Series, where we talk about. Uh, some of our some of the, the most iconic moments in WrestleMania and me and Mills kind of go long form on what those moments meant to us and, you know, how they how they kind of shape the history of what WrestleMania is. 
Um, I haven't done the schedule yet, but trust me, before it happens or during the time when we do it next week, you guys will know what we'll be talking about and what type of uh, vibe this thing will have for the next couple of weeks, for the next month and a half before WrestleMania. So definitely mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Also tune into Spot Callers with myself and Cyrus. We reviewed The Last Afro, a very interesting show featuring the retirement of uh, Kyoko Kimura and her great Afro and her... Uh, very very wild six-man retirement match uh, so definitely check that out as well as the war report with cyrus and mj every single friday on the a show rnc network uh mills do you have any more thoughts anything else you want to say before we get out of here um not really right now um just to make sure to just be ready for a whole bunch of things that we got coming up. I wouldn't, I don't want to say anything right now, but thank you guys for tuning in today. Show that's what I really like to say. Um, 120 episodes is nothing to really shake a stick at. So, um, yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. So, until it's till next week, my dog just sneezed. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on the HL. Peace out. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs> <laughs>